What's going on, guys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking, what is this, week 11 of the NFL. And as always, before we hop into it, go down, like, and subscribe. Even drop a comment of your favorite bets of this weekend, your favorite picks of the weekend, or just a, maybe a dog that you want to say that I called it before it happened type shit. Drop it down in the comments. As always, this is Paul. Pick on win, I'm Concha, and I'm joined with... You're right, no boy, it's your boy, Kev. Water boy, it's your boy, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E., a.k.a. the motherfucker on your screen. And we talking week 11. It's just crazy how fast it's just flying by. Insane. I kind of love it. <laughs> We're getting closer to the when we know who these teams are and who stinks and's giving up. Getting closer to the playoffs. Both of these teams right here, I mean, for Thursday night football, what the fuck was going on? I mean, we both called it. We had the Titans winning as the underdog on the road against the Green Bay Packers. But I didn't think it would go down like this. I mean, I thought Henry was going to eat. Henry, he didn't really do much. 87 yards on 28 carries. He wasn't the most effective runner. But Tannehill, 333 yards, two touchdowns. And it's not like he did it all game. It just kind of came in spurts. A little big shot here, a little something here. I mean, some, me and you both said, like, this game was almost boring to watch for a while. It was funny, right, because I was watching this game while, like, trying, like, chilling, talking with a couple of homies, listening to music and shit. But watching this game and, like, they were so promised, definitely at certain times, but it was just a rundown, slugged out. Ugh. Like it was, and I think it was because you and me had the idea that this was gonna be a good, a good high flying game. Both these teams, the Packers are coming off a comeback win. Motherfucking, the Titans are rolling right now. But and just look very, it just showed me some things that showed me neither of these two teams are really gonna be great in the playoffs. If the Packers even get sniffed the playoffs. Motherfucking, I've looked like a Derrick Henry. My biggest takeaway is Derrick Henry is a big motherfucker. And in space, he can definitely get loose. But he's stoppable. Like, when they stopped him on the fourth and one, he didn't even hit the – we didn't even hit your prop from 99 yards off of 28 carries. Like, but he did also look awesome in very certain moments. Like, when he broke – when he broke up in – um when he broke up in, in, um, in stride, he broke up the flats. Motherfucking, when he – Rue with a touchdown. That was kind of gangster. I'm not going to lie. That little so fake. Like, that, was, that was nice. That was pretty tough. So, like, I don't know about – like, I just don't know about that team. And then that's your focal point. And then Ryan Tannehill can get dudes loose and dudes open. And I was shocked that the Packers' pass, pass defense was really letting that shit go like that. But they were finding all types of holes in their zone. So, that's a conversation to have later. But it's interesting. Yeah, and uh, the fucking Alan Lazard, what like the the last play in that oh fourth and gosh. three where he just just doesn't even run, and then the ball thrown to him, and he's ten yards short of the route, and or just the dropped on the wide receiver screen, a drop for like a twenty five yarder that just went right through his hands with no one on him. Like it is uh, Christian Watson though, two touchdowns. I was gonna say I'm not calling him a hater or nothing. Oh yeah, Christian Watson coming for out of ten floor. Oh, fun fact. So remember, um, remember that year when we were juniors and um we were, went to go play against Plant and it was tied up like 14, 14, um it was tied 10 10 until the fourth quarter and we ended up losing 35 10. Because of the punt by court uh by our punt the bad punt by our punter or some crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. Christian Watson was on that team. I thought he looked mighty familiar. Yo, I ain't got, you know you ain't going to the game. <laughs> I ain't going to that game. It was a road game. I only went to the home one. 
And, and, and it's funny because he he was on the team. He was also because he graduated. Um, I want to say graduated the year. I want to say twenty seventeen. And um, he was also on the team that um beat the shit out of us. Then uh, my senior year when Gabe was on the team. I so Kristen Watson is a dog. I will I will say that right now. Like that one jump ball catch where he just basically got a foot over the other dude. I was like, damn, he monster. Like, no, that. Huh? For the touchdown? Yeah, for the touchdown where he had to like lean back for and grab it. And uh then uh him and Randall Cobb go for the little chest bump, right? They they both jump as high as they can. And Kristen Watson got a, like a whole extra two feet. Like Randall Cobb was chest bumping his kneecap, bro. Like, he, right. like I was like, this guy is a different athlete than what Rogers has had. He might not be as good of a route runner as Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. But like Craig Jennings might be the closest, and I wasn't Greg Jennings like six three, have like nice that nice athlete. Like, but Christian Watson is also looks like he has an explosive speed to him too. Like he looks fast for his size. So like, if they could get that going, he might be a, a dog. He might really be a legitimate wide receiver one. We saw it back to back week with two touchdowns this week. He now leads all all rookies in touchdowns, and he had zero two weeks ago. Like he he's coming alive. Even if the Packers look dead. That facts. They could get some takeaway. At least we got another good receiver. <laughs> we did it. Another second round receiver we hit on. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go. Now let's go figure out why the fuck our pass our pass motherfucking our pass off and let Ryan Tannehill do what they did. But that's Thursday night, man. I mean, the Thursday night's a Thursday night game. That's what I've been learning these weeks. Yeah, uh, on to our picks, though. Enough about the past. Time to move forward. First game on the slate here, we have the Falcons at home taking on the Bears. Where the, the Bears. Falcons are three-point home favorites here. How do you feel about this game? Because coming off the Thursday night football loss, so y'all do have a nice – y'all have a long rest. Y'all have time to get y'all shit together. How do you feel? Oh, that's actually funny. This is the game that's on my own TV right now. But um, I mean, I think it's it's kind of hilarious because um, the Bears and um the the city of Atlanta and Georgia, I think Justin um Fields is from there, so he um he lost. I want to say he lost his state high school championships or something like that. But the motherfucker also um he started off on Georgia and got benched by Georgia for Jake Fromm or some shit, and then motherfucking. And then Atlanta passed up on him on um Atlanta passed up on him during the draft. So it was like very interesting to see like, oh, this nigga's finally coming back to Atlanta. Let's see. And he's on a tear. Like he's been going crazy these last couple of games. So it was like, ooh. ooh. Time to see what Justin Fields can do. But pretty much all I see with this team is that they get open. They get open a lot. And I feel like if our secondary just stays with him and doesn't really give up these crazy open passes and stays with him. He's going to stay, get confused, and then just don't let him run for 200 yards. If he can do that, it's a whole different it's a whole different ballgame. See, I was kind of leaning Falcons until you told, you ran down Justin Field. I didn't know he's a Georgia boy. And this is his yeah, team. They got, he got, they got passed two. up on by both the college and the NFL team. He probably dreamed his whole life wearing uh, his number for the Falcons. Yeah, my brother sent me that TikTok, and I died laughing. And I'm I, I thought it was gonna I think both defenses are gonna let up points here. 
And I think Justin Fields, I just can't bet against this team. Like, yeah, they lost because he threw the pick six. Is that possible with the Falcons? Most definitely. Their defense has been kind of balling this year. But I think he's going to bounce back, get a good dub here. And Mariota, I've been saying he looked good for, like, all year. But last game, he looked like he wanted to make some throws that he just wasn't making. And I'm not saying this is going to be a Riddler game, but Mariota – Y'all was working whenever when y'all just kept running the ball, like even himself included. Like so, if he gets back to more of like run heavy approach, then I could be wrong here. But if he tries to throw that shit up again, I'm, I got the Bears secondary who's still like top ten in pass defense, even though they're they're not that uh, run defense is worst in the league or second worst in the league. You gotta run it down their fucking throats. These are facts, Paul. These are fucking facts. Yeah, but I'm taking the Bears. I mean, we got to start off the show with a split pick. I yeah, do have I... two props. Patterson over 44.5 rushing yards. Bears are like fifth worst rush defense. They're going to they run the fucking ball. Patterson should be involved. Drake London under 41.5 receiving yards. He's 0-7 in his last seven for hitting his number. Like, he's not, he has not gone over 41 and a half receiving yards. So, I just keep milking the under here. Nah, he's literally just a touchdown threat. He gets, like, in the red zone, he's pretty um he's pretty deep. He's pretty a good threat, but, like, we barely hit that boy. Yeah, I was like, oh, he had 14 points for me on fantasy? Like, damn, he balled. It must have been his best game since, like, the first three weeks balling. But then, since then, nothing. And I was like, oh, 13, he must have had a good day. I checked. It was like 37 yards and a touchdown, five catches. I was like, oh, he's still under 40, 40 receiving yards. Uh, next a- next game, this game might not even happen. So we have the Browns versus the Bills, which it was in Buffalo. It, Buffalo has a snowstorm. Six feet uh, of snow is coming in. They try to move it to Detroit. They move it like yesterday, I think, is the day they announced they're moving it. Airports in Buffalo are shut down. Some of the players can't get out. So now they don't know if this game will even happen because some of the Bills players can't get out. Ouch. Damn, the schedule makers got caught slipping. If it does happen, Bills are minus eight. They're favorited here versus the Browns. They motherfucking better. Bro, if I see Josh, what, they've lost two games in a row, the Bills and the motherfucking Vikings? Yep, actually, yeah, the Josh Allen's been looking kind of rough. The Jets and the Vikings. Oh, man, I'm a motherfucking – I'd give them boys 14 against the Browns. What? And this fucking – did that defense pick up? He's not giving up no running. I mean, they're not letting Nick Chubb – he'll get a bill get free a little bit. That's what he does. But every time they tackle, they got three or four guys on your fucking neck. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking the bills. Whatever it happens, it could be Tuesday, Wednesday, next – it could be in the summertime I'm taking the bills. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Bills here also. Like, the Browns only got a run game, and the Bills' seventh-best run defense. Like, stylistically, it doesn't match up for him. We, uh, if he goes into a shootout like Miami was doing to them, they don't have the, they don't have the arsenal for it. Mm-hmm. Next game, we have the Eagles going to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Colts are a seven-point underdog at home, coming off their win with Jeff Saturday. How – how do you see this one going here? Is this is it still Jeff Saturday we and, and we trust, or is it Eagles also coming off a bad loss on Monday night football? So I heard meeting Jeff in Saturday. the middle. I heard Jeff Saturday, man. I think he's a great guy. I always I always like because you remember in, in Madden, 
you used to always see the center's name because he had the ball first. So you'd always say, you respected Jeff Saturday. That's a name that gets respected. But what the Eagles finna do to them boys with no loop? Oh my God. That shit is about to be bad. The Eagles are mad. I mean, I don't think they ever came with the mindset like, yo, we're trying to be undefeated. But they just lost to somebody and they division on Monday night in front of everybody. 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 So, yeah, I'm not going to. Jalen Hurts has been on, like, five different podcasts from my YouTube notifications. Some other fucking, they about to kill him. Yeah, Eagles D-line was already nasty. But oh. we did see them get cut. We did see them get ran up the middle by Washington. They went out and got Ndamon Sua's big ass to fill in the defensive tackle position. Ndamon Sua this has been waiting. He's been on his Odell Beckham shit. Just, like, he's been healthy, been ready to play. So, he might be a difference maker. He someone pulled up a stat. Every game he's played in, he started in his career. That's insane. Yeah, so he might immediately people were saying, Yeah, I respect him to be able to like what's the defensive tackle? Most of the time he just run up. Like you might pull every now and then, but like if you just want Nadam Sue to stuff those lanes so the Colts can't run it, get that big motherfucker in the game. And that's an already excellent D-line, like you said. And Hassan Reddick about, next to his ass, bro. <laughs> and you're talking about an immobile quarterback in motherfucking Iraq. Yeah, the I think the fuck Frank Wright game has already happened. Now they're coming back to earth. Uh, I, I take the Eagles. Everyone should take the Eagles here. I do have three props: Paris Campbell over 37 and a half receiving yards. They're gonna the Colts will be losing a lot. And in his last three games as Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's two games with him before he got benched, and in the last game this last week, he's had a 10 and 11 targets in all those games. Like he's getting he's getting more looks than Pittman. For some reason, Paris Campbell seems to be Matt Ryan's like safety valve. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan over a half interception. He led the league before getting benched, and now he goes up against the Eagles who create the most turnovers with the three-headed dragon at corner. Jonathan Taylor under 85 and a half rushing yards. This shit was like 60s for the past few weeks because he's been asked. That he had one good game and now it's already up to 85 and a half rushing yards. And he's going up against Sua, Hassan Reddick, Robert Quinn. Like, yeah, give me the under 85 and a half rushing yards here. Then what you call a problem? Most people would consider these people as problems. And that's what the Eagles are to every team they're gonna be playing. Yeah, thank you, Washington, for what you have unleashed. Mm-hmm. Damn you. Damn you. Next game, Jets versus the Patriots. At Gillette Stadium, this is a Patriots home game. They're favored by three and a half. I mean, I don't have to explain it, but this game was like three weeks ago, and I told you, every like, go hammer the Patriots. And ha- Patriots took care of business. He has, like, a, uh, Bill Belichick has, like, a 75% win rate against them. It's, like, 34 and 6, his all-time record against them. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback against the pressure for this season. His QBR against the pressure is one. A QBR of one. Zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Last place, 16% completion percentage. Last place. Matt Judon in this defensive line is going to create pressure. And we saw him throw, what, two interceptions against them last time? I expect the same. Like, I just think this Patriots defense. Mac Jones is shitty also. Don't get me wrong. And the Jets do have a good defense also. But they, but Bill Belichick owns this team, and Zach Wilson, I think, can make more mistakes. 
think Bill, Bill Belichick has um real estate in New York. Is they, oh, they, yeah. they call they call it Gillette Stadium. He's he has executive suites. All right, or he probably just owns the whole fucking building. You rocking the Patriots too? Oh, that wasn't even a question. I didn't even know all this. Stuff. I didn't even have time to talk about this yet. Mm. You know, Zach Wilson over a half interception. Go hammer that one. Rams versus the Saints. This Saints is are, yeah, Saints are minus three at home. They're the favorite here. Rams are underdogs. No Cooper Cup. But Saints do not have Cam Jordan either. He's out. I'm not sure why. He was uh, I think he got sick or something. I'm not sure. But he's out for this game. Not sure about Lattimore. And you know Michael Thomas and where he stands. Yeah. All my injuries reserved. Every time like, I was told myself I drafted him to trade him. But I was like, nah, let me wait till D Hop gets back. Let me wait till D Hop gets back. You gotta sit. I gotta so, sit and wait. Should have traded him after the first two weeks. Now nah, I look crazy. I could have got Austin Eckler for him. Sheesh. Well, a couple things here. There's no Cooper Cup, but more on the Saints side. How much longer? If Dalton was the safer pick of the two, him and Winston, he didn't make turn. He didn't throw the ball into bad places. He didn't make uh, create turnovers. He does. He just did his job. He didn't do. He didn't go crazy, but he just did his job. But now he's throwing multiple interceptions, bro. What the fuck? Like, how much longer is he going to be QB if he just continues throwing this? Yeah, I think it was fun while it lasted. He's about to Cooper rush his way back to the bench. So motherfucking. Yeah, I think it's just interesting because, like, it was once the once he had the game with the back-to-back pick sixes, I was just like, okay. Okay, I think this Andy Dalton train should stop. Now I was looking like it's a little bit more expired. I just feel like Jameis Winston is going to come in and not do much better. So, like, it doesn't really matter to the fullest. But um, I don't know. I still want to pick the Saints team. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to pick them because is Matthew Stafford even playing? I think Matthew Stafford is playing. I'm not 100% certain because uh, of what that concussion protocol stuff. But at the same time, it – if 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 Walford was playing, I uh, someone pointed out they think the line would be like six or seven if if it was the backup playing. But since it's three, people are assuming Stafford will play. Yeah, I'm hoping Stafford could do something because I just do not. This is a tough game to pick. Who do you got? I'm taking the Rams as a dog here. I, and my only line of thinking here, I know they have a terrible offensive line, and they I've been he- heavy on how bad their old line is. But similar to when Christian McCaffrey left the Panthers and we saw the team around them do better because it wasn't just one guy is the focal point of the offense. Now everyone is doing something. I could see that with this Rams. Like now Allen Robinson, Higby, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, Skowernick, these other guys might get more involved. I'm not saying it's going to make the run game all, all of a sudden work or anything like that or the offensive line start getting better. But I just think now that's because we saw what happened with the Panthers when CMC left. We thought they were dead, and then they had two or three games where they were like, "Okay, there's other guys on this scored, team." Literally scored three touchdowns with Deontay Foreman in the next game. Yeah, beat the Bucks, and they were underdogs, massive underdogs. So I think I think I can see that similar thing with the Rams. Now you're forced to throw the ball to everybody else, and the other guys. I mean, Allen Robinson was a, a force. Because he can make these contested catches and get make shit that other receivers can't do happen. So now that he's gonna might get more targets, we 
Van Jefferson's the deep threat. Like, I just think this Rams team is going to bounce back here without Cooper Cup. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Damn, you sold me. I guess I'll take the Rams because fuck the Saints. I hope my dog belongs to this because fuck the Saints. And I do have a, this is one of my heaviest prop games. I got four of them. Allen Robinson over three and a half receptions and Tyler Higby over four and a half receptions, both for the same thought of there's no cup. And I think Allen Robinson's going to get thrown into like immediately wide receiver one number type shit. So over three and a half, I think it's a good one. And Higby, what, is this uh, Stafford's favorite guy outside of cup? Matthew Stafford over a half interception. He didn't play last week. I know he's itching to throw one this week. Van Jefferson under 43 and a half receiving yards. The deep ball that hasn't been there, and that's all Jet Van Jefferson is. And I don't think Stafford has the time for the deep ball to open up. So just I don't think he gets 43 and a half. Next game, Lions versus the Giants. Giants three-point favorites here. Lions coming off their very first road win with Jared Goff and very first back-to-back win with Jared Goff. Hey, bro, that shit is the most dis- most disrespectful shit I've heard in my life, right? I hear a lot of disrespectful shit on a daily basis. But they're talking about some motherfucking... The Jets are... Um, this is the first time the Lions have won. Uh, are playing the game not after losing. And I was just like... <laughs> Damn. And that, that's insane. Just never winning two games in a row. Just like, you know next week you're going to lose. Like, we won this week, we're going to lose next week. So... But they didn't drop. I feel like they didn't drop the Gatorade after the second one. You don't think so? And it was close. It was close. I mean, they won by one point on the comeback. Oh no! But the Giants looked fucking awesome most of the season. And Saquon is a feasty record. How nice is this? Um, do you know what where the um, Lions' run defense is, Frank? Because we know where the fucking points per game is. The uh, second worst run defense in the NFL. Ooh, well, I know what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. Sixth worst passed, arguably the worst in all of NFL, but second worst run. I just think Barkley just gets gets he got what 35 carries last week. They're not afraid to run it with him. And Gable, Brian Gable don't play. And uh you know the Giants, they got a, uh, the players gave uh, Daniel Jones a nickname, right? This is a player given nickname that stuck throughout the weeks. Like so it isn't like fan made or nothing. Vanilla Vic. They're calling that boy Vanilla Vic when they get into those when they get into those huddles, boy. I'm actually disgusted, but I understand it. Yeah, I mean, you cannot bet the Lions this week. They they've never won two in a row for a reason. They've never they don't win road games for a reason. One in ten on the road with Jared Goff. They got their first one ever last week. So this is the Giants all day right here, and I hate to say that because the Giants I just never like backing them. Nah, you look crazy saying that this year. Like, most years you can say that, but I don't know about this year. Our next game, the Panthers versus the Ravens. Ravens are the biggest spread on the uh, slate. Minus 13. At home. At home. Baker will start, but Steve Wilkes, the intern coach, did say he wants to see Sam Darnold out there for a few series if the opportunity presents itself. Just to say, like, yo, Baker sucks. Maybe Sam might be a little better. So we might start with Baker, but we might throw Sam in after a series or two if we go three and out. 
That's funny as fuck. What the fuck is going on over there right now? <laughs> it's just... They don't know. They don't know what to do. They have this fucking crazy defense with a bunch of cool players, but don't have anything to show for it. You think it's a 31 in the power rankings after winning last week. And yeah, coming off a win, and it only looked like even though you won, like you now there's even more questions than ever. It was just on some division shit. You think it's going to lose like 17 more games this season? Oh, no. I most definitely think they did. Marcus, I said it. Oh, Marcus probably seen his bro. Marcus. <laughs> nah, but even even Mark knows this shit. Uh, even, Lamar's sick. He does have an illness. He did, wasn't able to practice. So that is something to keep an eye on. And Mark Andrews limited that practice, but he should be good to go. Same with Lamar. But there's a little banged up over there at the Ravens. Hey, let my dog um Huntley play that boy. Nice. He was low key. Low key is kind of nice. Yeah, uh, bro, I mess with dog. I mean, Lamar had to take a shit mid game before. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Huntley for like a series of if Lamar has to leave mid game to go uh clear his systems. That's real. Next game, Commanders versus the Texans. Texans are three point home dogs. I'm. Everyone is on the Heineke train, and I think it's time to hop off the Heineke train. Jessica, remember last year, rolling into the season, I was heavy in the Heineke train. And I realized if that's when when people, and so was a lot of other people, and then when people are backing him and on his side and giving him props, that's when the that's when this shit starts hitting the fan. And even though the Texans look dead, and they don't look dead because they are playing hard, but even though they look atrocious and they don't play good football and it's hard to back them a home underdog, everyone's back at Heineke and the Washington isn't really that good of a team. Still, they just make an every game scrappy. I think this Texans, this Texans underdog pick might be where I'm going. I I, I respect that pick to the fullest. I'm not going to lie to you. And I really don't trust this. Um, because the Texans very look very um competitive against the Giants. They did. And the Eagles before those late game interceptions. So I might have to take the Texans with you. Like they've low-key they're not scared of the NFC East right now. Yeah, no com- but they're not scared. And Commanders coming off this big win against the Eagles. They had the beers in the plane. And that's the closest thing to fade the Gatorade for me because we saw the Falcons cracking up with so cold ones, and then the week after they played the Bengals. And not saying oh the Texans gosh. are going to do the same, but I like this to be like a hard fought out game, low key, because you know Heineke's always doing some crazy shit. But that's the thing, I low key want to take the Heineke train just to fuck with you. Hey, if the, let me, I'm, there's a reason why these are Modellos and not Heinekens today. Because that's two games in a row. He's done some crazy shit in the fourth. He's beating the but, Packers. He's beating the Eagles. He almost beat the Vikings if it wasn't for Kirk Cousins, uh, like driving it down. No injuries on the um, no injuries on the commander side. Nothing really to note. To be honest, no no one's gotten hurt. Like Chase Young is only a week. More, they keep saying a week later, and like now he's still a week later from coming back. But everything seems to be up and up for them. Give me the commanders, fuck it. Going the the commies. Let me go with the commies one time. Here we go, commies. Here we go. Here we go, commies. Here we go. 
I got a uh, Terry McLaurin over four and a half receptions. He's four for four with Heineke. I mean, he's going to get five catches somehow. Even if it's all coming to fourth quarter, he'll get five catches. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce over 78 and a half rushing yards. They just keep putting this shit way too low for this running back who gets like 20 to 25 carries a game. Six of seven in his last games, he's gone over this. Like he, he gets 78 and a half rushing yards. And uh, Heineke over a half interception. I just think that's the that's the route in which I see the Texans winning this game is Heineke making a mistake here or there, and they take advantage. Oh, see, I'm, this is a game that actually interests the fuck out of me. I'm not gonna, I was I was lucky passing by it, but I was like, nah, this one might be a good one. I, I think it will be actually. Some of some of your slugfest. Davis Mills might fuck up too, though. Most definitely, this this could be an ugly, ugly game. We have, I think that was the last of the one o'clock games. Yep, on to our four o'clock slate. We have the Raiders versus the Broncos, where the Broncos are two and a half point favorites here. I mean, I've been saying it for like two weeks now. There's just no way I can back this Raiders team. Bro, I'm about to spaz. Do not, folks, do not disturb. Does not mean shit. Like three niggas have been coffee just fucking up as us. Bullshit. But back to the fucking Raiders versus the Broncos. Broncos are favorites here. And even though the Broncos look shitty, the Raiders look worse. Like they just look like a team that's dead. But DeAndre, Devontae Adams is crazy. He still gets his. That is crazy. Every game. Like every game, I swear he gets his. I'm thinking like, I'd be seeing the fantasy numbers and I'd be like, the Raiders, y'all just gotta be 24-0. Like, what the fuck? Why are you still eating? He has because he'll have 20 targets and the next closest guy has four. Like that's the type of offense they're running that Stafford Cooper Cup shit. And it, it, I mean they ain't working there, it ain't working here. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely oh dang dolphins number four in the power ranking. I think it's fine. But um Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't see the Raiders tapping. So I think Josh McDaniel sucks. They were showing, like, every Bill Belichick person that, like, that uh, from the coaching tree, like, they all have losing records and end up getting fired. Like, Brian Flores, Josh McDaniels. Um, I can't remember the other two, but there's all of them. Everyone, other than Bill Belichick, who has the all-time great record, everyone under him has a losing record and ends up getting fired. Even um, the Jet from the Giants last year. Yeah, uh, uh, not DeBall. He's there now. Jim Judge. Yeah, like if you're not Bill, it don't seem to work. I do have two props. It's Josh Jacobs over 77 and a half rushing yards. Broncos don't have a great run D. They're number one pass defense in the NFL, but the run is where they get exploited. Josh Jacobs had 144 and two touchdowns when they played them earlier this year. And that was his breakout game. So I think he gets over 77 and a half. And even if even if the Broncos are winning, I don't expect them to blow out the Raiders because even the Broncos on a good day, they're only putting up like 21 points. So it's going to be close enough where Josh Jacobs is running in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I feel like if they can don't let Josh Jacobs, I would love for them too because I need um, I need somebody to pick up the slacks on that Cooper Cup this week. Motherfucking... But if Josh Jacobs can eat on his stupid ass, it's, it's it's I think that's a deciding factor. If Josh Jacobs has a hundred points, maybe one touchdown, hundred one touchdown is one thing. But if he has another like crazy breakout, one hundred forty four, 
some catches and a motherfucking two touchdowns. Oh man, it's gonna be a long day because you know Devontae Adams gonna get his. In fact, and the only other prop I have is Cortland Sutton over 61 and a half receiving yards. No Jerry Judy. Raiders are like bottom five against pass t- uh, offenses. So like Russ might look decent enough to get the yards up and there's no Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton seems to be Russ's favorite guy. Especially after that catch last week. Yeah, he's he he's a guy. And then on to our 425 games. We have of AFC North rivalry right here. Bengals versus Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers are four-point underdogs at home. I mean, they won the first game, and T.J. Watt was back. And T.J. Watt, they got, what, three interceptions that game. They won overtime. Great game. Last week, T.J. Watt back factor came in. Steelers won outright as an underdog against the Saints. They didn't have Mika Fitzpatrick. And they still look great. Now they got Mika coming back and TJ Watt. Like it's just like, oh, now they're finally at full force here. And and the icing on the cake is today's Mika's birthday. Happy birthday, Mika Fitzpatrick. Happy, happy fucking birthday, my boy. <laughs> Joey Beasy knows it's his birthday. He's gonna give up maybe one to him. Just that you know that happy birthday interception. And I just think this Steelers defense with TJ oh, Watt wow. back. And Mika now back like this, like this. Even though they're the sick, they're sixth best run defense. They've they've been stopping the run. No Joe Mixon, get him out of here. Third worst pass defense, and I know that looks scary, but I think it's honestly because they didn't have they had Kenny Pickett going three and out and Mitch Trubisky throwing three and out for a lot lot of drives, which makes the other team get the ball a lot longer running up those passing yards and shit. So I don't I don't respect that as much as the the Russ defense is top six for a reason. Because they're fucking great. Oh man, they're gonna kill them. Is Jamar Chase back yet? I, they're gonna see if he can play, but I don't believe he's back yet. I believe it's still T. Higgins and Boyd. They're gonna kill them. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you think it's be another 10-20 game? Because I think um because I've compared the Bengals, I think the Bengals and the Saints are very um, similar, and I think that's why their game was so close. Like, they're not, you wouldn't think it because they have the, the offense figured out and stuff like that, but I think the way they match up against the um the fucking Steelers is similar. So, I don't know, man. I think motherfucking, we might get the Steelers to win one more, and then they try to, they really try to Mike Tomlin the way into the playoffs. You know, a four-point underdog, like, give me the Steelers here. Like, home dog also with the, the crowd going crazy. Pittsburgh's a place where the crowd goes crazy. They don't like the fucking Bengals. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We might have some bad luck in the building. Motherfucking, as we were speaking so good on me for Fitzpatrick's, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills play with Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis freaks my dog Mika, rips, rips that bitch out my dog Mika Fitzpatrick's hand. I don't know. That might be a sign. Hey, let me know. I'm standing firm as the home dog here. You fuck the points. I'm like, I think the Steelers might just win out right here. Can I get some points to be safe? Even though we don't do that on a regular, it's just as bad luck right there. Well, uh, if you're taking the Bengals, you got to lay the four. That means you, you uh, so you're better. Uh, if you just pick the Bengals to win, because uh, their their spread is for them to win by four or more. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust me. Happy birthday, man. But I don't know, man. I might have been bad luck right there. Flashback this this part if this some shit goes crazy next week. We'll we'll see. I'll, I'll make sure. We'll see. I think I think we're riding. I think we're riding good into the sunset right here with the Steelers. Next game spread shortest spread of the slate: the Cowboys versus the Vikings in Minnesota, where the Vikings are one and a half point underdogs. How do you see this game going, Kev? Just off off your face alone, I think I already know where you're going. What happened? Did somebody die? No, they just think that the the betting people or not the odds makers or whoever is they having the Vikings as a home dog at one and a half here. Free money. So it's damn near a pick them, but it's not a pick. Yeah, you get the extra point and a half as the Vikings. Like they just they just think you're losing. I mean, you see that plus, they think you'd lose it. Wow. I take that as disrespect. They, the, the Cowboys just lost to the Packers. Look, terrible. Overtime game, and the Vikings yeah. just won an overtime game. Against the best. That's crazy. I didn't know Vegas fucks up like that. They must have been a typo, and whoever, whoever put it there said, I'm going to stand by my decision. Fuck y'all. <laughs> So you taking the Viking? I'm taking. I'm taking the Cowboys. Wow. The reason being, I just think the Vikings haven't been there. Almost exposed last week, but Josh Allen said gave him some free, some free, uh, some free ones. Vikings still have the fourth worst pass defense. Like that looked shitty last week against the second best pass defense in the Packers. True. 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 Whereas with the Vikings, I think you can pass on them. And Dak, when he has bad defenses in front of him, he usually looks pretty damn good. Like, we'll be sitting here like, damn, like Dak's having a game. 300 yards, three touchdowns type shit. Maybe two and one run, one he ran in. Justin Jefferson got a toe injury in practice. It was a late add to the injury report. He says he will be good to go to play. But, I mean, I'm not saying Tavon Diggs is elite, but the Cowboys still – Jalen, Justin, Jay Jettas? Cowboys still have the third best pass defense in the NFL. So I can hate on Diggs, but I can't hate on their pass defense. As a, like Mika Parsons against the Vikings O-line. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence looks like he's turning into the clock back on the other side of Mika uh, Parsons right now. Like It's because Micah Parsons is on that side. <laughs> yeah, it's like Cowboys, they're, they're looking fucking good. Like, they lost to the Packers, and it's because of those two interceptions that Dak threw early in the game, which both of those interceptions turned to be short fields for the Packers to score. Not saying he doesn't have one in him against the Vikings, but the fourth worst pass defense. I think the Cowboys, Zeke is back. But I just think the Cowboys, like a lot of people are going to be saying the same thing. Like, oh, the Vikings underdog, hammering it, hammering it. And I think the, that's where the, uh, the public always loses. I mean, there's a reason why Vegas looks pretty and the public isn't. Don't get me wrong. They got us last week with the Seahawks and the Bucks. They did. They did. We fell for it. But, and I think, and I didn't know that they match up that well against the Vikings. But the thing about this Vikings team is that all those 50-50 games they were losing last year, they were winning. Don't get me wrong. They could have really fucked this last game up. But they but they got the um the Bills, but they got the touchdown at the goal line. So, but I just don't think the, I think if Dalvin Cook can get loose and then, Kirk Cousins just play a nice safe game, and because the Bills' pass defense, pass defense is not bad. I think once you say they were number seven, 
Uh, let me see. I can go double check. The Bills, yeah, they're seventh. But like that's and they still was able to do what they did. Justin Jefferson willed his way in a lot of those passes. But I think that is going to be the factor. Like this team, this offense going together, and this, this, this um, this Cowboys offensive show that they can just like just fuck up. They can just pick the wrong things. They didn't run against the Packers last week. They're they can really um be exposed. And this is the same Packers defense that didn't look too great last night on Thursday. So. I don't know, man. I'm taking the Vikings. See, also with the Cowboys, I just see uh I got Kirk Cousins over a half interception. He's he had six going into last week. He threw two against the Bills. So he's sitting at eight. Like he's been throwing a lot more of those. And Justin Jefferson is fucking catching something. Like there there was one that one incredible catch he had. He literally ripped it out of the hands of an, of a DB where it would have been three interceptions on Kirk. So I got over interception on Kurt. That's another reason why I'm rocking with the Cowboys. I think their defense is going to play a big factor this game. And a Dak over one and a half passing touchdowns. The, the Vikings just don't have the defense. And the, I'm not – the Cowboys have a good enough offense where if your defense is lacking on that day, they, they can – CeeDee Lamb, Schultz, and Dak, and Zeke can all take advantage of it. Our next game, we have Sunday Night Football. Chiefs versus the Chargers in L.A. Chargers are five-point underdog at home. But as we know, every L.A. game is always an away game at home because fans, the away team's fans always show up. So this is really like a Chiefs home game. Keenan Allen might be back. Not question mark. There is like he's might been back every week so far. So not when I see it, I believe it. Mike Williams might be back, but still no Joey Bosa. A couple more defensive tackles got hurt last week in the last week's game. They were not playing this week. So Chargers still pretty banged up here. That's interesting. So I actually seen a thing that the Chargers that the Chargers like honestly they have like they're three and five or something like that against Patrick Mahomes. And like one of the wins come from um a week when Patrick Mahomes was hurt in like twenty um something. So usually these games are really fucking good. Like the Chiefs and Chargers just know how to put on a show. Like remember last year, during like around Christmas time when they um put up that barn burner on say Thursday night. I was on the plane watching that shit. Like I was on the plane in the airport watching that motherfucker. Like yo, I think I missed game of the year. So like it's usually a good game, but this Chargers team's yeah, this Chief team yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that's how I look at it. Like. They're cool. I'm a fan. Somebody asked me, what quarterback would you start a franchise with? I'd be like, I wouldn't be – if I didn't want to pick no big-name dude and I wanted to go cheap, I'd take Justin Herbert as a good running back. You feel me? So, motherfucking – I think the Chiefs are going to beat them bad, but, like, not terrible. Like, maybe, like, 13-point game type shit. Maybe um, the Chargers can figure out ways to – um ways to – um ways to kind of just keep themselves in the game but i don't know yeah the i mean earlier this year they played and the chargers were down by a little bit or and they were in the red zone and then they throw the pick six to the rookie and uh chiefs end up winning that game so it was a good game then i'm not too sure this time around though like i forgot to bring up juju will be out this week most likely and mccall hardman is on ir 
So he's gonna be out for at least four weeks. So they do have, but Kadarius Tony looked good first game finally in. So they build around Kelsey. So everyone else, uh, MVS Scantling looked good. He had like a hundred yard game, all deep catches and shit. Like they they have other weapons to fill in those roles. Not too worried about the Chiefs in that category. And that for those reasons, the Chargers, if they can't get a pass rush going without Bosa, like Khalil Mack is good and all, but he's not getting pass rushes. Like he he's getting fumbles and shit here and there, but he's not creating a consistent pass rush that you can uh, depend upon. And the Chiefs with time, with Patrick Mahomes back there, yeah, like just give me the Chiefs all day. He's a baller, man. And our but last game. Want to hear some funny shit? What's up? I'm watching the midseason top ten plays, and every single play is um for the Giants is a Saquon play. I believe it. That's just all. And this is the first one I've um seen, and the second one was a defensive play. So, but the any play was just literally Saquon just breaking for like sixty. Hey, some of these teams they have a workhorse that they can depend upon right now. Monday night football. We are going to Mexico, boys. We got I, 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 yeah. yeah, we got 49ers versus Cardinals. Cardinals are eight point underdog at home. Quotation mark at home because it is a Mexico game. It's either Colt McCoy, who is banged up, and it seems like the team is kind of all reports coming out are saying like they're they're backing Colt McCoy right now. Kyler Murray, who was not really that hurt, and he didn't play that week, and then now he should be good to go. I'm not seeing any reports of Kyler playing. Like it's looking like they're looking, they're waiting for Colt McCoy status almost to see uh, if Kyler's gonna play. Yeah, like crazy. That's how much like these people were fucking with Colt. Like I mean, I watched the one episode of the Hard Knocks, and like D Hop was like snapped on his ass, Kyler. He was like, "What the fck you looking at? I'm open. I'm open. Just throw, just throw the ball over there, bro. I'm fucking open. You trying to win? Like what are you doing? Like I was like, damn. Like Kyler's is getting kind of, and Kyler's like, man, we got next try. Like he's saying stuff back, but I'm just like, like if like two hundred million dollar quarterbacks usually don't get talked to like this. Like this is showing you how much control in the locker room. They always said he's not a leader. And, like, this hard knocks is not helping his case on him being a leader. Tragic. And I had so much respect for that boy at the beginning of the season. Crazy. But, yeah, I look, he got a lot of hard knocks now. But I think this Cardinals team doesn't match up well regularly with the um, 49ers. I think Colt McCoy can try to do what he does. But, like, this defense should this defense should get overpowered. But the 49ers are probably the most suspect team to lead to me because I feel like these some weeks they have the best defense and some weeks they get played. They they um they just get played. Like don't get me wrong, I'm talking weeks like against the Chiefs, teams like the Chiefs and shit. But like they don't really like I don't know about this 49ers team. How do you feel about this 49ers team as a whole? Because they're looking good with Christian McCaffrey, keeping him. They're figuring out and then um. What's other dude that's on? Oh, Ayuk, he's been complimenting Debo well, but I don't know about this team. Uh, I mean, let me see. Cause I know last week they played the Chargers, and they got an interception on Herbert. And I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, the Chargers got all their points in the first half. And that second half, they put up a dud, and then the 49ers just won it out. So they're not making like eye popping plays like how like how um the Cowboys with Parsons might get a fumble recovery, take it to the house. 
but they're still limited. Like even on the numbers, they're still second best rush defense, eighth best pass defense, best defense as a whole, and all if you combine categories. So like they're not making the big plays, but that's what makes them scary to me because they haven't had these big plays yet, but yet they're still statistically ranking in the top one or two in every category. And it's like if you continue to play like that, nothing but big plays will be coming. Like it just they just haven't happened yet. They happened some earlier on in the year. But since then, it's kind of settled down. But it's like I could see a, a Colt McCoy pick six or, or go, like this happen now on the table with this defense or like a fumble recovery six. Like that's what makes them so deadly. It's like at any moment, they might go fucking get a fumble and that not fumble, go get a sack because they're, they're ranking right up the top as total sacks. And But sometimes the sacks don't turn into fumbles, but eventually they will turn into fumbles. That's fine. I respect it. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely picking the 49ers on this one. I think this offense can be ranked this because Jimmy G just has some decent games. Yeah, and uh, I mean, CMC Elijah Mitchell, they got this two two headed running back group going right now, and Ayuk and Debo. We haven't really had a big Debo game since uh him coming back, so we, maybe we'll see that against this Cardinals defense, which is like bottom, like they're in the bottom ten against like most uh like total offenses so they're not really that great they make turnovers with buddha baker and shit but they're not blowing anyone out the water so 49ers here oh yeah hell yeah damn buddha baker might make a couple plays i'm not gonna i love watching that boy play no facts same uh let's see oh did i oh i forgot to throw this prop out though real quick uh joe burrow over a half interception I think, I like yeah, to Mika in particular. But let's get into the locks and the dogs of the week before we head out. Can't fuck up the mojo. We've been having back-to-back-to-back-to-back winning weeks on this shit. So, Kev, what's the locks and the dog? You know what? I'm, I've been peeping something. The NFC East, they like to win in bunches. But somebody in that division always loses. And I picked... So I'm going all NFC East with my picks this week. So I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles over the motherfucking Lions. Okay. No, I said that wrong. I'm taking the Giants over the motherfucking Lions. And the Eagles over the... Eagles are Colts. playing... Yeah, the Colts. Over the Colts. But I'm going to take the Vikings as my dogs against the Cowboys. Oh, okay. I see how you tied it all, all into the NFC East now. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm playing. I like that division. That's a pretty fun division of football right now. I like. I like to see them boys. I like. I think that's going. I think it's going to be a shaky week for their division. The Giants going to jump back to number two. Well, since we're talking divisions and we're linking it all together, I'm going to keep all three of my games as divisional games. Also, I got the Patriots beating the Jets as my lock. Bill Belichick owns that team, and Zach Wilson is terrible against pressure. You know, it creates a lot of pressure. Matt Judon and his Bill Belichick defense. You do be coming with that pressure now. Other lock, the Chiefs to beat the Chargers. Another divisional game. The Chiefs, like, they just, they're more healthy, more explosive. This Chargers defense is too hurt to try to contain Mahomes. And Herbert just have an underwhelming year altogether. And Eckler is carrying fantasy teams, but he's not carrying this real-life NFL team. He's not my team. My team is just sucking. He's just been doing his thing every week. I want to just train him just to just to, just to let him spread his wings, <laughs> let him fly a little bit. And for my dog, 
the Steelers to beat divisional opponent, the Bengals. I just think this still TJ Watts back, Mika Fitzpatrick's birthday. They can create a pass for us to get to uh, Joe Burrow. They can shut down Joe Mixon. They're already the sixth best run defense. And I just think uh, I'm not trusting the Steelers offense as much. I just, I trust their offense to get uh, good, like with the good field percentage of, of good field uh, positioning that their defense creates off of turnovers and shit. Their offense is going to be able to score some touchdowns. Pickens is a dog. Then, all right, so that is our locks and dogs. And then for the best bets, got five. Kind of hit on all this earlier. Pats minus three and a half. This spread could be seven. They're going to own the Jets. They're going to make Zach Wilson look bad, and they're going to run it right down their fucking throat. Steelers plus four. TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, they're going to create turnovers on Joe Burrow, and they're going to score enough points to keep it competitive and even win the game. Eagles minus seven. Time to fade Frank Reich and them boys. Not Frank Reich, but time to fade the Colts and Jeff Saturday. The fuck Frank Reich effect is already worn off. They got their first win. And Matt Ryan creates a lot of turnovers. Eagles get a lot of turnovers. Enough said. Rams plus three. I just think they're going to – the Saints without Camp Jordan, that's a big difference maker on their defense. And Andy Dolan, I don't trust Andy Dolan to win by three points against a really good Rams defense. And maybe Matthew Stafford looks a little bit better now that the the focus point of Cooper Cup isn't around anymore and they can throw the ball all over the field maybe. Same with CMC leaving the Panthers. And last game, Chiefs minus five. This is basically going to be a home game for them. And you're telling me Chiefs at home can only beat the Chargers by five? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Patrick Mahomes mm. and them boys are working Working with, like, they're looking like a fucking well-oiled machine. Can't stop them. And the Chargers are just, like, a fucking station wagon that's barely even starting. You know, you're turning the key and you're praying that bitch turns on every now and then. Like, not they're not they're not looking. They're they're four and three or five and four, but they're, they're not looking like a they, – they really could be three and six or whatever right now. But those are my five best bets. I given out probably like I think nineteen prop bets. So we're eighteen prop. I gave out a lot of fucking prop bets. A lot of bets. God damn, we don't worry. The betting show's gonna come. Probably we're gonna have a best bet show for you. Just wait. But in the meantime, keep killing these shits, man. Every week, every uh, the prop bets. Shit, I've been killing them on the props. But uh, we I think we we covered all the games, Kev. You know what time it is. Going to Mexico, baby. Hey, man. Hola. It's been a Totally Blitz podcast, you motherfuckers. You cabrones. So, I don't mind telling you, I got to go book a flight to motherfucking Mexico to be out there to watch the 49ers do their thing on Monday night. That's fine. But this has been another episode of Totally Blitz podcast. My boy Paul hit you with almost 25 fucking bets today. I hit you with some great fucking picks. You don't believe me? We'll watch the recap in the month. We'll watch the recap on on Wednesday. But stay tuned. Keep going on, man. We got we got nothing but more shit coming for you, man. This has been a Totally Blitz podcast, and I don't mind telling you again, and that everybody around you is a bitch. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam.
ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You could call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing.